Uh, What's so the name of this? This is the Extra Fancy Podcast, and we're the Extra Fancy Boys. I am Eric, and then I am joined by my co-host. I'll let them introduce themselves. I'm Vince. You must be the man that's sleeping with your wife. <laughs> I'm Chris. <laughs> He's a real fancy boy. <laughs> Yo, what's going what's on? What's going on? Hold on, I'm, I'm putting on some socks. Seems like this kind of episode. <laughs> what color are your socks so that the uh, viewers can know? Uh, one of them, it, they're two dress socks. One striped, the other one has circles on it. Mm. Oh. You know, yeah. one for business, one for pleasure. Just like this podcast. Did you guys hear about... Um, Jerry Stiller? Yes. yes. Uh, the other day? May he, may he rest in peace. I went on a, a, a YouTube spiral watching clips of him. We lost a legend that day. That guy is hilarious. I love how him and Ben are so like polar opposites. I didn't know his, his mom is... Uh, she was an actress too, right? Yeah. 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 I think she's the yeah, she plays like his wife in like a lot of movies like uh in heavyweights they're together. Oh, weren't they a couple in King of Queens? Uh or they were girlfriend, I don't know. boyfriend and girlfriend at like a dance uh, or something? I I really haven't seen too much of King of Queens like that. I've seen random episodes. Yeah, that's it. And then um the other person just passed away the what, the famous actor or comedian Fred Willard. Also a very funny man. Very funny. He was in a bunch of stuff. Um, I feel like he played this a very similar role in a lot of things I saw of him. Yeah. Just kind of yeah. like naive. Yeah. He's, he's always the bad, like that one guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> is he, uh, Vince, you, you might know this. Is he one of those like um, SCTV Canadian guys? Uh, you know what? I don't know. Um, I didn't even know if he was Canadian or not. That, I'm, I'm not sure. I know. Maybe I'm just assuming he is. Uh, like Eugene Levy is, right? Oh, is he? Yeah, all those dudes came from Canada and like from like the late '70s or something, like early '80s. Um, I was just looking at some of the stuff that he was in the other day. He was in the show, uh, Best in Show. Is that that dog thing? Like the wind. Uh, what is it? Winchester, Winchester? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and Eugene Levy's in that too. Oh, nice, nice. Along with uh, a lot, lot of other famous people, it seems. But you know, the, like it was like very you know for its time, like that you know late nineties, early two thousands kind of feel. It looks like. Um, I have no idea where he was born though. I didn't see if he was Canadian or not. He comes off to me as very polite, so I'm leaning towards Canada. <laughs> I, I, bet you, I bet you he's a Canuck. He's a Canuck. <laughs> Where is the where's like the hub of uh Canadian uh like comedy? Toronto? Is there like a big scene over there? I think so, because that isn't Toronto close closer to New York. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Saskatchewan or I would imagine Toronto. <laughs> They, I know they do a lot of filming up in Toronto for whatever reasons. Probably yeah, if you the the scenery, 
Yeah. If you need a, a cheap uh, American city, you go to Canada. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, and it's probably close to, because it's close to New York. I True. Would imagine. It's probably cheaper to film over there, too. Probably. Yeah. They say it's, if you want a Chicago setting, you go there because it's cheaper. I believe it. You, <laughs> it. Don't you think it's weird that they're, there's like a big push to film things in Chicago now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, did they, well, like, what's the incentive? Mm, you know? I don't know. I think, I think after a while, people just got tired of, like, New York being the backdrop for everything. Yeah. They're building the, they have the, uh, the big, uh, what is it called? Cinus? What is it? Cinus? Cinespace? Yeah, that's over here by my house. And I know yes. they're trying to expand and, like, make it into, like, a big actual, like, community. They're supposed to put, like, uh, a big con, big condominium development and pretty much take over the neighborhood. Oh, wow. Yeah, so have, like, people uh, are probably mini, up in arms. They're going to have, like, a mini Hollywood over there. Yeah. That that's probably why. Like I think maybe um, for like a, a while, places didn't want to, uh, you know, film or shoot here in Chicago. Um, I, I would guess maybe it had something to do with like taxes. Yeah, or, I agree. Or, oh, like very expensive. Always talking about the taxes. Yeah. And I think there was weird like laws, like when you can film and when you can't film. Probably, I could I could totally see that. And then I'm sure you got to bribe a few people just to keep them happy. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got to, like, lick Daly's toes or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like uh, in the last, like, five to ten years, there's been a big push for all these uh, filmings over in Chicago, especially the television shows on NBC. Yeah, the NBC, like, they took relies, over. They rely on Chicago. Otherwise, they wouldn't have, like, a Thursday night lineup. Seriously. Yeah, it was it Chicago PD and Chicago Fire? Dude, like they have fire, fire medical. Had, there was I'm not sure if it's still around. They had Chicago Law, I think. Yeah, or, or what? Justice. Yeah, dude, pretty much everything you can think of. <laughs> and then they had an epic crossover with all of them. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, I think I don't remember if I was talking to you guys, but do you guys watch? Um, like, do you guys actually watch a a show when it comes on, like like a, a brand like new a, episode? Yeah. Oh no, not anymore. No. Yeah. Right. Usually, like, usually not, unless it's like something that. Well, like right now, I'm I don't do jack shit, so if it's on, yeah, I'll, I'll probably make an effort to catch it, but normally not really. I think the last show that I did that for was probably Breaking Bad. Yeah. Mm. We're so spoiled that we can get anything we want, like, now. Yeah. yeah. And, well, not only that, but probably, like, a lot of the, you know, the, the best shows and the most interesting shows now are streamable, you know? You can watch them on Netflix or Hulu or whatever. So that's what, you know, a lot of places are, uh, a lot of these companies are trying to get their own, um, you know, original content. Yeah. So you can subscribe just to them. And if you think about it, you know, that that's the way things are kind of turning nowadays. Oh, yeah. Is like, I mean, NBC, or I'm probably NBC, but I know for sure CBS has their own streaming service where you can watch like Twilight Zone and all these other things just on CBS. What was it called? CBS All Access or, Access or something? Yeah. 
NBC's got a an app called the Peacock where they're gonna have all the all their yeah. shows on there. Yeah, so all these networks are gonna be doing this. And if you think about it, this is just like what fucking premium cable is. If you want to watch the Sopranos, if you wanted to watch the Sopranos like twenty years ago, you had to get uh an HBO subscription. Exactly. And so it's the same thing, it's just now everything is digital. Switching from television to now you're able to watch this on your TV or on your computer or, or phone, you know. Everything's like subscription-based. Like two, three years, you're going to have to pay to use Google, YouTube. You have to pay to like watch NBC. Like everything's going to be little packages that you have to buy now. Well, YouTube already has their own um, where you can subscribe to certain shows. I don't know how that did it, they they pushed for it like a lot the first year that it came out. Well, I forgot what it's called. Oh, YouTube Red. You know, yeah. very similar to Red Tube. Great marketing decision <laughs> on their end. <laughs> but uh, um, they <laughs> uh, they they got a few shows that are like exclusive only to YouTube. Like, what was that Cobra Kai? Yeah, Cobra and Kai. Then they give you like two, the first two episodes for free, and then the rest. You yeah, to, to you know, reel you in. That's how they get you. Yeah, and and then not only that, but they with like a subscription, you can get like no ads for any of your favorite YouTubers that you're subscribed to. Uh, you don't have to sit and watch any ads, and it's like, oh, or you can just fucking download. Ad block. That's a real like <laughs> drug dealer, a real drug dealer method of like handing out TV. Like, oh, I'll give you yeah. the first couple of hits for free, and then after yeah. that, I'll give you the good stuff with no filler. Oh exactly. man, I just want the good stuff again. How do I do it? I'll pay anything. <laughs> but see, I don't know how well it's doing because you don't hear about it anymore. I, yeah, for some as... reason, I would never like pay for that. I, I don't know. It's just... Oh no, <laughs> not not what I. I don't think anything is actually worth it that much. <laughs> I mean, there would have to be some serious hype around some sort of show. The, that was on there. the only form of entertainment that's worth money is this podcast. I would fork <laughs> over hundreds and thousands of dollars to this podcast. But you see, that's where, you know, everything is heading. And it's been heading this way for like the past probably 10 years, I would say. Yeah. Where it's, you know, this YouTube form of you know we're gonna upload these videos you you know you maybe sit through a fucking 10 15 second ad in between uh watching clips of these videos and um that's pretty much it and then if you want to you can pay your you know these people um via various means of payment like patreon or <laughs> um some of these places oh, why do i keep calling places i have fucking no idea some of these content creators will have their own merch so then you can do that and you can pay through you know through, through that means but that reminds me of like um when Radiohead uh, released In Rainbows in 2008, yeah. they, they released it in a pay-what-you-want mm. sort of uh, method of payment where they're like, hey, you can get our album and uh, online and give us how, whatever you feel we're, we're entitled to. If you want to pay a dollar for our album, go ahead. But they made a pretty decent amount of money like i don't i don't believe they were they they lost any money yeah. I, I think it was a pretty pretty good uh 
turnaround. So it's not like it screwed them over. So it shows you that it, this means of of payment of you know if you have a fan base of you know a following, people are willing to pay you, and not you know see, see to it that you aren't screwed over essentially. Yeah, you know. So I mean, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting as opposed to just you know making someone pay right up front. You know. Did you buy that album? Is that what you did? No, at the time I, you know, uh, was fairly new into Radiohead, and I had no idea. But I was also big into um, stealing my music too. Mm, so, like a true patriot. <laughs> Those were the days. Yeah, yeah. LimeWire. And uh, I was gonna. Oh, you know, you know who was ahead of the time with the podcasts? Uh, um, I think I told you of all Tom Green. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a video where he's with Joe Rogan. And introducing the idea, kind of, of podcasting. And this wow. is back in circa, what, 2006, 2008, something like that? Yeah. And Tom Green was way ahead of the game. He had all the modern technology. And it's funny looking, he uh, you're looking at Joe Rogan coming up with the idea in his head. He, like, <laughs> webcammed his house, right? He yeah. Meant, he mentioned he, like, he put a camera in, like, every corner, every room. Yeah, it was, like, unheard of. And I guess... um he was yeah. using too much data or whatever. I don't know the correct terminology, but he was using too much data with all the podcasting that he got a $50,000 bill <clears throat> and he nearly shit his pants. And uh, he, he was just, he didn't know like how much he was using. And like from there, I guess he cut a deal and like he never had to pay the fucking internet company or whatever. But like he was just talking about how much, how much it's changed since then. Oh, and, yeah. uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't remember. Do you guys remember the first podcast you ever heard of? Mm, for me, it was like Mark Marin, I think. Um, I think uh, you the DZ Fest, the people there, they had their friends with music podcast, and that was like the first actual like because you always hear podcast podcast. Yeah. But, um, this was like this was probably like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I would assume. Um, or around that time, so it couldn't have been that long ago. But I know podcasts have been around for a, a while, and they weren't very popular at first. And then, because it just things weren't like getting there. No, in not until like now it seems, you know, when you know podcasts are kind of like blowing up. <laughs> you ever see um, uh, Ringo uh, Ringo Starr? His uh, his MS Paint. No, <laughs> no, no. Look it up. Look it up. He, well, this dude, he just he doodles on MS Paint, and it looks like a fucking five year old. It is. It's 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 hilarious. <laughs> MS Paint was like the first thing that uh, hyped me up about a, like a computer. Like, wow, you can do this on a computer? Tell me more. <laughs> you guys remember having to put uh, floppy disks in to play games? Yeah. Oh yeah. Now I, uh, yeah, dude, those were the days. Now I, now I blow my nose and I wipe my ass with floppy disks. <laughs> I remember having to buy a floppy disk to, like, save something back in the day. I couldn't even remember the time frame, but just the thought of floppy disks. Damn, that's... that's uh, It's funny when you mention certain things and, like, it just shows the date. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. I was, you know, I, I was just having a conversation yesterday. Are people that are... 
are young people like are young people I sound old are kids these days gonna have trouble speaking on the phone because they never have to really speak on the phone they could just text uh yeah probably there's probably gonna be some issues with uh communication yeah because oh yeah big time I mean you already see it now with our our own generation you know people don't know how to fucking there's an etiquette yeah you know that is that has gone, been lost of course you you, you pick up to, the roto dial speak. and you go a hoi hoi and then you wait for the other person to <laughs> yeah. speak and then you just tony speaks <laughs> these little bastards they don't know how to communicate anymore no one picks up their goddamn phones <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> why would you call me when you can text me <laughs> why would i text you when i can call you <laughs> Or you know what? Do you guys know how to balance a checkbook? No. What does that uh, mean? Or even better, do you know how to write a check? Mm, yeah. I could figure it out, but I've I've not had to. A lot of people don't know how to write a check. A lot more like our age. Yeah, because everything's you know digital. You can fucking cash app. Oh, hey, what's your fucking uh? uh what's that? No, thing? I I, I just pay called? people in briefcases full of money. I don't deal with <laughs> checks or anything. Venmo. No, oh, you just Venmo yeah. me. But what do I do with all these checks? Yeah, <laughs> yeah or like uh like money orders. Mm. These are things I learned because of my other my old job. I'm like, what the hell's a money order? My parents my yeah. parents still do stuff like that. That's that's old school. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird and it's like so unsafe too, because like uh for like a money order, that's just cash. Literally, yeah. Yeah, and so anyone who fucking has and, it, you know, at least at least with a check, you can write the check, and then it'll be you sign it to whoever it's to. So at least you can. You and then know, there's like a there's like a service charge. Still some fraud. Yeah, they charge a little couple bucks. Or actually, I lied. It depends on the uh, the dollar amount. Yeah. Like, get, let's say you go to a currency exchange, they'll charge like two percent or something. Yeah. Even Walmart. Walmart has like a, that Walmart to Walmart thing where you can like send cash, mm. kind of like a currency exchange. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know how the fuck they do it. It's, uh, or who, who still does it? It's like some shady <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like it was more. Uh, I feel like maybe back in the day they had like a. I think it was called like a civics class or something, or what was. Not civics. I think yeah. there was like some was it civics or economics? Or economics, something? where they teach you pretty much like life one hundred and one, or home ec. Yeah, except they don't call that. What do they call it anymore? No, I don't think. I don't know. Home ec is like uh, cooking, no? That that we that we went. Yeah, through. but like they, they basically teach you how to be a fucking useful fucking uh, wife. That's yeah. kind of what it was, right? <laughs> like it was for something for <laughs> girls. It, it, pretty much, like if you, then, yeah, if you want, that's, smart, that's the voice stereotype smart, of how home ec <laughs> always was. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, we want to teach you to not just uh, sit at home when you're married to your husband who's making millions of dollars. To your Hollywood and, star, yeah. ladies, when you're married to Evil Knievel, you're gonna need to know how to bake and sew <laughs> and mop and sweep. He's not <laughs> jumping over Snake Canyon for you to sit on your ass. That's funny. He only deserves the finest. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just watched a documentary about Evil Knievel. That's why I'm referencing him. <laughs> that remi- Dude, I would hear about Evil Knievel when I was like, younger. <laughs> My dad would talk he about was, it. Uh, he was quite the womanizer. 
I mean, like, I feel like if you're if you're famous, like it's just another level. Like you can't like these guys are in their mm-hmm. own world. Yeah, no, I mean that's how this whole Me Too movement sort of thing, you know, with the whole being power hungry and you're not realizing, you know, or maybe they do realize what they're fucking doing, but they feel like they can just get whoever the fuck they want. And people have to just submit to them, you know. I mean I mean, it must be kind of strange that, like, every interaction you have, it's just, you know, like you said, submissive. Like, <laughs> you get whatever you want. After a while, yeah. it's got to, yeah. you got to lose your sense of reality. It, you know, what do you mean, no? Do you know who I am? Pretty much. <laughs> like, these people got to be extremely bitter after a while. Yeah. Like but then again, it's kind of yeah. I don't know. It's 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 weird. It's definitely weird. Uh, like I I think it's different for like musicians. Yeah. Like uh, think you think about someone like um, Kurt Cobain. You know, uh, a lot of people are you know, like would give him shit because it's like, well, what do you mean you don't want to be a rock star? And it's like, well, all you have to do is just say yes once, and then your whole life kind of just gets flipped upside down. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like you don't know what you're really getting yourself into. I don't think anyone knows. No. Especially a band like that was started out. They were like a small band, you know, and fucking, they weren't even from fucking Seattle. They were playing on like the outskirts of Seattle. You know, it's like fucking, um, was it from, they're from Aberdeen, I think. Yeah. And um, so then they get famous and now you get, the limelight's on you, and everything you do is constantly Magnified. Being, yeah, constantly being shown. And it's kind of like how it is for some of these politicians, but you know what? That's different, because it's like, you kind of know. Oh, these guys are scumbags. You know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> yeah, with politicians, with, and with some of these rock stars, it's like, no one knows that they're going to be a fucking rock star. Yeah, no yeah. one trains you how to, like, interact yeah. with Yeah, no one knows the press. that they're that they're going to actually make it that fucking big, you know, or on the scale of how big they're going to fucking make it, you know. Plus, it's hard to trust people when you just go from nothing to... Oh, exactly. And that's how, you know, um, look at some of these athletes, you know. And I don't know a whole lot about sport, about sports, but, I mean, a lot of these athletes, you know, they have no idea. They come from fucking poor families, yeah. you know. And so they, they just they have a talent. They're gifted, and they can run real fast. You know, Seriously. <laughs> so they're in fucking high school. They get fucking scouted at an early age, and then they get a fucking full ride in, in college for free, playing for you know some was it D D one yeah. School? I was gonna say D twelve. <laughs> Isn't that something else? That's uh. <laughs> That's M&M, M&M, right? <laughs> You could, for the for, yeah for the uh, for the viewership you could say D twelve. Put that yeah. in a tag. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you get, you know, these kids, they have no idea. They come from poor families, you know. Uh, you give poor people a million dollars. What do they fucking spend it on? They fucking buy their mom a car. They, yeah. you know, do they make the most wise, you know, purchasing decisions? Mm-hmm. Hell no. So that's how they end up fucked. And they're screwed uh, over later on when they Then have you get no a shady accountant who skims a little off the top. Dude, <laughs> honestly... Half these people don't even see their money. They just trust whoever's in that position, you know? Yeah. You hear so many stories where they're like, I didn't even know this was happening. 
you know, so like uh, I think it was Kevin Garnett that lost millions because he just thought everything that, uh, was okay. Because that Eddie Curry and... article was insane. <laughs> yeah, man. His family was scamming him out of money. That's another thing. You get famous, and then uh, all of a sudden, aunts and uncles you haven't heard from in years, uh, all of a sudden need a a life changing amount of money. You know what's crazy? They all say that uh, the more powerful you are, the less you pay for things. Meaning, let's say, uh, let's say you're MJ because I see him on Jackson my TV. Jackson or Jordan? They're okay. Either one. They're gonna want you to endorse whatever they have, so they're just gonna give you things for free. They're gonna want you at their restaurants. They're gonna want you at their events. So, you know, people like us, we have to pay for everything. These guys get everything handed to them because they're already in that position. I'm a fancy boy.